Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. As always, I'm so excited to be back here with you this week, serving up spiritual and personal growth conversations specifically for the recovering insecure attachment type, because we all need it. We all need a little dose of love. We all need a little help. We all need a little support. (laughs) That's what we're here for. And today I'm really excited about this topic. So I talked this a little bit about this uh, last week on the podcast in the intro. I want to talk today about feedback because I've just spent the last two weeks of my life doing some heavy feedback in my workspace. And that continues in my personal life with friends just today. So I want to share my framework for feedback and just some examples of how it can work, how it can go poorly (laughs) and why it's such a good thing. Because I've seen some amazing growth from personally from myself for the past two weeks because of feedback. So I'm excited to go deeper on this topic. But as always, for my check-in today, I just want to check in about sleep. (laughs) <laughs> it's my favorite topic. I think I talk about it all the time, especially with human design readers, because I feel like sleep is part of the whole being like a projector just energy type. But um, I'm just loving sleep recently. It is my favorite form of personal self-care at the moment. And it's amazing. I just I can't get enough of it. Yesterday, I slept until like 10 in the morning, and then I took a three-hour nap in the afternoon. Caveat, yes, I am pregnant, but it's really interesting how I think that like self-care like ebbs and flows and not not the actual like amount of self-care. I don't think that that should ebb and flow, but how it manifests and how it shows up and how we practice self-care, for me anyway, ebbs and flows like all the time. And so for a season, I kind of feel like I go in seasons. Like I'll do three to four months of meditation and then three to four months of binaural sound beats for meditation. And then I did like two solid years of journaling. And now I'm just kind of doing journaling late. Throughout all of that has been hot baths and my yeah my goddess bath which is <laughs> has really quite the recipe to get ready but it changes and i think it's interesting how i've seen in several different like i you know in so many different charts of mine in both human design and astrology that one of the things that i bring to this world or that is good for me is rhythm and consistency which is interesting because <laughs> previously you know like 3 years ago i would have seen myself as a pretty chaotic person and now I think that that has, you know, I've, I've gotten a little less addicted to chaos. Thank you. Really gotten more into the flow of self-care. But even then, like, can't really seem to find the rhythm that sticks forever. And I think that I'm not the only one here. So right now, self-care mode de jour is sleeping. <laughs> I'm like, you know, very light journaling, doing a little bit of reading and no meditation, which is very interesting, very interesting. And I can't say that I've I've always worried that if I got off the meditation train that like I would revert to some insecure tendencies 
or my feelings would get the better of me, if that makes sense. And I cannot say that that is actually true. I would say rather what is truer for me is because I am so in touch with my emotions and not scared to feel any certain emotion. When I am in a situation where a feeling is coming up, I am now trained on how to handle it, which feels so empowering and amazing. So I can kind of trust myself in every moment that I'm in. So this isn't to say quit your meditation practice and just start sleeping at all. That's not even a tiny little bit what I'm trying to say, because I have a feeling eventually I'll go back to the meditation practice. What I am trying to say is that I think it's important to be flexible with your self-care practice. And if sleep is your self-care, great. (laughs) I'm right there with you. Maybe we are astroplane high-fiving in the middle of our dreams. I hope that that is very true. Very, very, very true. Happy to share that with all of you. And I hope that resonates for a few of you. Or maybe you're just like this crazy pregnant lady is trying to justify (laughs) her sleeping habits, which is also great. I'm also feel really good about that. (laughs) So that's it for today's check-in. As always, please, 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 please leave a rating for this podcast. It really helps for new people to find it, to find these amazing free resources, which were such an important part of my journey. And if you're really feeling called, please share this episode with a friend who maybe is learning how to start to give and receive feedback. Um, cause yeah, this is a really special one. Um, before I end my announcements, I just want to say that this week, the lit AF podcast is celebrating its second year. And I just thought a really fun way to celebrate would be for listeners to share, whether that's on Instagram or on your chosen, your favorite chosen social media, your favorite episode, your favorite lit AF episode so far. I'm not allowed to choose a favorite one (laughs) because they're all my favorites, but there are a few select specific episodes that I I have listened to actually multiple times and that I hold near and dear to my heart. So I will be posting on Instagram today with a little list of my favorite episodes, and I would absolutely love to hear from you what your favorite episode is. Or a couple of favorite episodes. Feedback from listeners always just makes my heart sing. So I'd love to hear from you. I'm excited to celebrate two years with you. It flew by. I can't believe it. I feel like me, Sarah Cohan, as a host today versus Sarah Cohan as a host two years ago is so different. So thank you for being on this journey with me and learning and healing and growing with me. It's such a pleasure, truly. I, yeah, this is a really special space for me. And I love to be able to just connect with the energy of Lit AF and energy of all of you listeners. So thank you for being here. Couldn't be here without you. So yeah, I look forward to celebrating with you. So share, please, please, please share. You can share on Instagram. Tag me at it's me, Sarah Cohan. Um, you can tag me on Facebook. I think it's just Lit AF Podcast. And I look forward to hearing from you. All right. So much love. And huge congratulations to Lit AF. I feel like it's an entity outside of me. It's its own thing. And I'm really excited to get to play with its energy. It's such a privilege to be here. Thank you. All right. Without further ado, let's get into feedback.
I want to share a little bit about a feedback model that I learned from Sarah Fisk, who is an amazing, amazing meeting facilitator. I have learned so much from her. She shared this framework with me about how to give and recede, receive feedback. At the time, I was like, this is cool. I really want to implement it. <laughs> I think I took a training with her probably four years ago. But it wasn't until this very month that I was actually able to implement it, utilize it, see its benefits, understand why the framework works this way, and get some really, really, really amazing positive benefits from it. Sarah Fisk is with an organization called Community at Work here in San Francisco. They train people how to facilitate meetings. It's a really, really powerful four-day training one of my favorite trainings that I've ever attended. I just got, there's so much juicy content from every day. Sarah Fisk is a powerful meeting facilitator. One of the topics that she covers is feedback, giving and receiving feedback. It was interesting. She kind of mentioned how like this didn't used to be a part of her normal meeting facilitation, but she started to incorporate it because it's just such an important part of being in a group and facilitating a meeting. The community at work has this book, like it's a bunch of people that are highly trained in meeting facilitation, a lot of PhDs, a lot of education, but feedback is not actually in the book. This is, I think, a very special topic just to Sarah Fisk. I'll go over the framework first, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about how I've incorporated it. During this four-day training, or an afternoon was spent on giving and receiving feedback. And I, when I first heard her talk about it, I kind of tensed up because at that time I didn't realize it, but I had a very insecure attachment style, recovering fearful void in here. Hell. And feedback in the past to me was met with not being good enough, not being loved, not being understood or supported. And it came with a bunch of kind of auxiliary feelings of inadequacy. And so I was a little bit afraid to do this exercise at first because any criticism at that point in my life was negative. It wasn't a positive, supportive thing. I was not in a place in my life where I was able to accept feedback, clearly, because of everything that I just said. I was excited to try this out with Sarah Fisk, and her framework is as follows. When you are facilitating a meeting, at the end of the meeting, what she did at the end of the day, end of each day, was just to solicit everyone's feedback on how the training was going. What did they need? What could she do in order to improve their experience? Uh, what she did, everyone raised her hand, and she would write down what people were saying. She would paraphrase it, and then she would say it back to them. And somehow... The way that she did it, it was just like f fascinating to watch because clearly she was not triggered. There was no emotional charge when people were giving her the feedback. She was just simply writing it down, paraphrasing it, and repeating it back to them and then moving on. And the rule, I think the number one rule that she said about feedback is that you're not allowed as the receiver of feedback to say anything else except paraphrasing back what you heard that person say. And I love this rule because it keeps it nice and tight. It keeps it like in a box. And she, you know, she said that like, you can go home and you have your feelings about what they have said, but those feelings are your feelings. Those feelings are yours to handle and like yours to process. And so you don't have to put it on that person to process them with you. 
And I think this is previously where I got it a little bit wrong before (laughs) because if I was feeling triggered, which oftentimes I was receiving feedback, then I would automatically start to get defensive and then start to explain why I was acting in that way. And then that created this conversation where the person giving the feedback, no matter how caring and supportive they were trying to be, did not feel heard. And that's like the number one thing of feedback is helping people feel heard. Whether or not you take that feedback is completely up to you. You don't have to take it. You don't have to do anything with that feedback. But letting them feel heard is such an important step. I'll get into a little bit of like not being perfectionistic with the feedback in just a second because that's what I kind of saw today. But I love this framework. I immediately wanted to adopt this framework with all of my colleagues. And unfortunately, I was not really with an emotionally intelligent team at that time to be able to do this. And I myself was not in a space where I could be doing this, but I knew I wanted to be doing it. So fast forward four years, you know, I've been working on healing my attachment type and I'm in so many different groups where I'm like sharing feelings, sharing needs, talking about boundaries, really overcoming codependency, all of these beautiful things. I find myself at a work retreat and my co-founders of my company decided to create a feedback session and they told me what they were going to do because they wanted me to look at their schedule for the week. And I thought they were fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> and they still did it. And I'm so glad they did. The way that they set it up was everyone divided up into partners. Then we each took about 10 minutes to put together our feedback for both of them. So my two co-founders went first and we all just like put together thoughts on feedback for them. And then we delivered the feedback and their job was to just listen. And so their framework was just writing it down, which we realized at the end of the of the, the session that we were kind of missing that other part of repeating it back to them. And so that was really interesting to learn that like saying it back to them is almost as equally as important as writing it down. Like if you're not writing it down, the writing it down like totally for me dissipates any energy attached to it. Because you're just taking this thought and all you're doing is trying to put it down onto a piece of paper. So that first step helps you to discharge any energy, I would say. And then that second step of paraphrasing back to them helps them feel heard, which is so incredibly important. So we each took our time to give them feedback. They, like champs, modeled an amazing feedback session where they just wrote down exactly what we were saying. If they had follow-up questions or if they wanted some more clarity, they were allowed to ask for that, but it was never like dismissing or explaining. It just simply was, could you say more about that? I didn't quite understand this part. What do you think about this solution to, to the feedback? It was incredible. I mean, I was talking about, to one of my co-founders about how sometimes when he explains things to me, I feel stupid and that's my shadow. And when my shadow gets poked, then I get really defensive. And when I get defensive, then I get really embarrassed because I'm not treating him very well. And, you know, it's um, it, it's a really rough system. And so if he could be a little more thoughtful about when he's giving me feedback or when he's like training me on something, that would be really, really helpful. And I think it was really powerful for everyone in the room to hear that of like, oh, shit, Sarah is 
being so vulnerable and sharing that oftentimes she feels stupid when she's talking to one of the co-founders. And I want to point out and in that example, like I was owning my feelings. I wasn't putting my feelings on that other person. I was just saying when this happens, you can always follow this very simple non-violent communication steps in order to speak from the I statement and to share feelings. So the way the framework is, it these are the steps. When you fill in the blank, I feel fill in the blank because fill in the blank. And lastly, I need fill in the blank. So I'll give you an example of exactly how to use this using the previous example of what I just shared with my boss. When you present other ideas for a discourse, I feel stupid because (laughs) I have a shadow around feeling stupid, but also because the way that you say it makes me feel inferior. And I need you to maybe frame the discussion a little bit beforehand so that I don't think it's such a rapid fire blow or like switch up, but rather you can say, let's just think about this from all angles, or I just want to pose another solution to that in a way to softball the conversation. And by doing that, whenever my boss says the words, I just want to look at this from all angles, I feel such a sign of respect. It This is the beauty of feedback. As soon as you know that the other person has taken your needs into account, there's an incredible feeling of safety and support and feeling seen. And it's like, yes, I feel all these things and I am going to function at my highest. And that's like a really simple formula to speak in the eye, to share your own feelings and to really own your own feelings. Because my boss isn't actually like, yes, his actions are making me feel stupid, but I am always in charge of my own feelings every single time, every single time. And (laughs) you put 10 people in a room and you (laughs) say something, all 10 people are going to react in totally different ways. They'll be triggered in totally different ways. Different emotions will come out because of those triggers. We are all such different people. And so my takeaway from that is that I need to own my own feelings because those are my triggers. Those are my experiences. Those are my wounds that I need to heal. And that I can, by doing this, by giving feedback, I'm asking that person to help me heal, to help me if they treat me in a different way, then I know that they respect me and then I feel heard, right? It's just, it's just magical to be quite honest. <laughs> so, so just stick to this simple nonviolent communication formula. Start each sentence with the following prompts. When you, I feel because, and I need. Very simple. It'll help you speak from the I, own your feelings and hopefully start some amazing conversations. And then after this feedback session was over, everyone felt like amazing. Like there was a buzz in the room. You could just feel that everyone in the room felt heard. I think the bosses felt like really supported and like eager to start to implement this feedback because they want a cohesive team, obviously. And then they asked for a volunteer to be in the hot seat to go. And I was like (laughs) – (laughs) 
the whole time, I just kept being like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to be in the hot seat. I want to be in the hot seat so bad. Because think about it. I've been hearing this framework. I've been wanting to implement this for four years. And here is my opportunity to finally do this with a group of highly emotional and emotionally intelligent people that care. And I was so excited. Hey there. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. I know I am. If you're enjoying the Lit AF podcast, I humbly ask you to make a financial contribution to the Lit AF tip jar. Your support will help make this podcast happen. Financial contributions help to cover costs like podcast hosting site, podcast recording software, and it also helps us to pay our amazing, talented podcast editor that brings us these sweet episodes every single week. Monthly and one-off donation options are available, and we've got some sweet thank you gifts for everyone participating. If you're interested in making your financial contribution, please visit sarahcohan.com forward slash tip jar. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash tip jar. Now back to this week's episode. Thank you so much. So I volunteered, everyone took, you know, 10 minutes, they paired up, they started putting together their feedback about me. And in those 10 minutes, it was such a crazy like balance of freaking out and being like, oh my God, what if they just completely reject me? I'm being so vulnerable here to realizing like, ah, I actually bet I know exactly what their feedback is going to be. And I did. Most of their feedback was, we want you to show up more. (laughs) Like, we want you to speak up more. We want you to share your opinion more. And like, how beautiful is that? Especially as a human design projector, I always need an invitation. And it felt like I was getting 10 invitations at the same time. It felt so wonderful. So when it came my time, everyone sat around and they just went one by one and I started writing notes. And for some people, I actually did paraphrase back to them what they were saying and that felt really good. And I cannot describe how amazing it was to just feel so loved and supported through that feedback, even for some of the feedback that I just like was like, I don't agree with that. Because remember, in this feedback framework, we're all giving the advice that we need. Like there's just this very strange human pattern. It's not strange at all. We give the advice that we need, right? So that we can hear it. And I definitely feel like there was a couple of pieces of feedback where I was like, oh, that's for you for sure. But <laughs> but I'm still going to say it and paraphrase it back to you and write it down because I want you to feel heard. I want you to feel like your needs are being respected, even if I don't feel called to make that adjustment. The feedback was absolutely phenomenal. It was an invitation to step up. It was an invitation to be just more myself to speak up more. It was also an invitation to move at a faster pace, which I loved to hear. It was just like, these are all the things, you know, I'm coming from a nonprofit backward working in a startup culture. And so I'm eager to hear like, what do you need from me? Like what's not necessarily meshing in this environment because I want to get better. I want to, you know, thrive in this environment. So it was really, really cool to get that feedback. I was just like buzzing by the end of it. 
I, I talked about this last week, but one, one piece of feedback was that I say love it or love that all the time. And people don't necessarily know what that means. It was such a good wake up call to expand upon that phrase when I use it. I use it a lot in this podcast. Last episode, I announced it at the beginning. And then during the episode, I think I said love that like 20 times because it's a great phrase. It's truly a great phrase. And I can do more to communicate what exactly I mean from that. Especially in the workplace, I use it as a way to like agree with people and then also be like, okay, great, let's move on. Okay, um, I think I get what you're saying, but I don't know if we necessarily need to keep talking about this. So love that. Okay, cool, let's keep going. <laughs> so I use it for a lot of things and I'm excited to just get a little more creative with my words. That was the feedback session at the end of it. I talked with our co-founders about how it went and we all agreed that like the paraphrasing back to the person is actually a really important thing because we noticed that while one of my co-founders was receiving the feedback that he he kind of felt trapped and that like he couldn't say it back. He wasn't saying anything. And so we all kind of decided that like paraphrasing it back to the person is actually a really, really important step. So much of the feedback that was given and received has already has already been acted on, which is incredible to see. There is nothing more validating than having your having your feedback be received and reciprocated. It's like ultimate form of respect and like caring for one another. It's so amazing. So the feedback didn't stop on the retreat. The next week of work, we still we were having more kind of team days to get into more of like the organization of the team. And the feedback just kept flowing. It was phenomenal. When you are giving feedback, it's so important to receive feedback. I hope that I am like sharing with you the positives of feedback because it is an incredible way to feel supported and loved and cared for. But then also to like know that someone believes that you can do better. It's not this just dead end of you suck, <laughs> go home. <laughs> we don't want you here. It's like we see your potential. We see where you're going and we want to help you get there. So that, I mean, to me is like the biggest pro of being able to actually receive feedback. And then the flip side of this is there's a huge, huge pro of being able to give feedback. So by giving feedback, I can have my needs be heard, not necessarily met, but heard. And that is so important to have a cohesive team, like so incredibly important. <laughs> it, it meant that I could feel comfortable, like I had a voice in the room, that my needs were important, that they were being validated. It's a really cool tool to not only be better in yourself, but then to share what you actually need. It's been an incredible two weeks. These two weeks have been draining. <laughs> Obviously, I just sleep all the time, as I said in my intro, but they have been so incredibly rewarding. And I have to say that I've never been a part of a team that is this emotionally intelligent and that wants to function at such a high level. It feels like I am in a room with a bunch of secure people and I'm being invited to completely up level to where they are at and like when the feedback lands, you can feel it. It's an instant symbiotic relationship. When someone is defensive about feedback, 
that is equally felt and is not nearly as satisfying. So I'm really excited to keep this level of security and vulnerability and sharing and sharing needs and um, setting boundaries with each other in in my workspace. And I'm like, I'm very excited to see how that's going to affect the rest of my life, to be quite honest. I don't think I've ever worked in this secure of a work environment before, and it's truly incredible. Highly recommend it for anyone that's interested. <laughs> uh, okay, but before I finish, I do want to talk about perfectionism of feedback because there's always room for overcorrecting. Today, I had an amazing session with my local magnetic meetup in San Francisco that's part of the To Be Magnetic community. And this is a group that I was leading for such a long time, and now it's just kind of being led by itself, which is amazing to see. And I haven't been in so long, but I was excited to connect with the community today. And at the end of the meeting, we kind of had a tiny little feedback session with just two of the other members and me. And it was like continuing the energy of this past two weeks, basically. Having discourse, being able to share opinions and beliefs with each other and not getting too triggered when there was disagreement, which was amazing. And also being able to give and receive feedback. Like it was just kept flowing. It really kept flowing. But an interesting thing came up out of it. And I I told one of the members, like, just because someone is asking for this feedback or just because someone is asking for their needs to be met doesn't mean that you're then obligated to meet their needs 100% of the way. She was just like, oh, no, now if I know that this is a need, then I have to have to worry about like 30 other needs because of this one thing. And the truth is, (laughs) even if you just meet that need one time, that feels so valuable to that other person. Obviously, try to meet it more than that, (laughs) but you just don't have to commit to 100% of the time. You don't have to feel guilty when it's a miss, when you don't do it. And you just don't need to worry about then there being a thousand other needs behind that one need that wasn't shared. I think it's like little tiny baby steps of I'm going to share this need. You're going to show me that you can do it at least one time. I'm going to remind you if you don't do it again, because I feel like we've created a shared space where I can bring up things safely. You're going to gently, you know, accept that feedback when I give it to you again. And we're just going to kind of slowly get into a place where like both of our needs are getting met and it doesn't have to be 100% right away. It can be a slow, gradual progression and it can change your life. (laughs) That simple. (laughs) Yeah. If you are interested in talking with me about how to start to give and receive feedback, I would love to talk to you about it. Please send me a DM. We can also book a coaching call. Um, This is like clearly a piece of framework that is near and dear to my heart. And I just love sharing it with people. So, and also like if you just want to practice giving feedback to someone, like if you have you know you want to give someone feedback and you want to practice with me, I'm happy to do that with you. I would say role playing is one of my specialties. <laughs> Super fun. <laughs> it would be an honor to talk to you about it. So hit me up on the DMs, on the Instagrams, at it's me, Sarah Cohan. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N. <sighs> that's all I, all I have for you today. It felt really, really good to share. feels like personally just for me, it's like building – off of different tools that I've learned 
from so many different sources. So it's not just attachment theory and it's not just manifestation work or shadow work or inner child work, but that to be able to like bring in meeting facilitation is like my jam. I also felt just like so seen these past couple of weeks being able to do it in a group. So super cool. All right. I hope you enjoyed. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you so much. That's it for today's show. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed. If you have a moment and you're in the Apple Podcast app, please rate and review the show. I could really use all the ratings I can get. And please share this episode with a friend that may benefit from it. Of course, hit subscribe to keep up with new weekly episodes. And if you're interested in supporting the show and being part of the Lit AF community, join our Patreon by visiting sarahcohan.com forward slash tip jar. That's S-A-R-A-H-C-O-H-A-N.com forward slash tip jar. Thank you again for listening. Please stay lit, lit AF, and I hope to see you back here next week. <laughs>